The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. John Strumstreffer is in as he comes in once a month and visits with us. What's going on about the next 10? What do, you, what do you have for me today? You brought in a couple people we're familiar with. I haven't seen them for a while. Well, I brought two of my favorite people in all of Springfield with me today, uh, Polly Pasca and Tony Del Giorno, who are two-thirds of the trio that make up the board of Moving Pillsbury Forward. Sam, is about a year ago, we re- released the Next 10 report out mm-hmm. to the community, and there were some special elements for every project that made it into the report. One was you had to have a champion for the project. And I will say, right as that report was getting released, moving Pillsbury forward, it had just legally organized. And to me, that was a critical thing for this particular project. But it is for any project. I, I think when we had that whole process, late 2020, ideas submitted from the community, there's a lot of people that have good ideas, nice ideas about a better Springfield. But sometimes it's hard to figure out what the first step is on that path to getting the uh, project completed. Without their hard work, and Chris Richmond, who's not here this morning, but I think both these folks would agree he was maybe the, the greatest champion of all for this project. Without them doing this, this wouldn't have changed hands. We wouldn't be on a path now to seeing the Pillsbury site, hopefully in the coming months, if not year or two, <laughs> remediated, ready for redevelopment uh, on a project, a property that's been a blight on this community for two decades. So it's it's an exciting one, and they are really making uh, headway now. Whenever I heard the name Polly Poskin, I immediately think of Harvard Park mm-hmm. uh, and the Homeowner Association. There's a little distance between Harvard Park and Pillsbury. How'd you get and why'd you get involved, Polly? Well, you know, Harvard Park's on the southeast side. Pillsbury's on the northeast side, yes. so all of that sort of east side right. is of great interest to me. It's where development, it's where change, it's where improvement just has to happen if we're going to be solid as a city. So when I heard that Chris Richmond was pulling together a group of folks to address what can be done at Pillsbury, um, I was there. Um, are you pleased with the progress being made, and how optimistic are you that we can see something, I mean, change the whole uh, environment, if you will, the structure and so on within the next year or two? Oh, well, maybe not the next year or okay. two, but maybe the next two or three. Really? Um, yes, and I'm very optimistic. I mean, if you go over there now, you can just see the change in the physical property. I mean, Chris and folks have spearheaded a cleanup over there. We've already had a scrapping company in to remove a lot of the metal that was on the exterior of the building, getting that off the land, getting it cleaned up. We'll get a few of those small buildings removed. And so visually, people in the neighborhood who we really are deeply committed to will see a physical change. And then in time... Um, we'll have the grants, we'll have the funding um, to make that a very different area. Polly, what do you think about Pillsbury that resonated, made it very high in priorities for people and so on? And I'm not talking about the people in the North End. It certainly resonated with an entire community as your witness. Well, that was an economic driver for Springfield. You know, it was built in 1929. By 1930, it was employing people at its height. It had about 1,500 folks employed, always had six to seven to 800 people employed there. Um, you talked about anybody. Pillsbury has a positive name. I mean, we look at that structure now. We see what was left, you know, for, for decay and deterioration. And um, it, doesn't, it doesn't sort of hit us hard, I don't think, as a community because so much good came from Pillsbury. So I think people have positive feelings and they want to see a positive ending, you know, to that era. 
and then we'll start something new there. Tony Del Journal, how'd you get involved? Our good friend Tony, who calls in once a week and tells us about his law practice, what he specializes in, elderly. Uh, what's going on? How'd you get involved with this? Well, uh, about uh, two years ago, Polly calls me up, and over two years ago, calls me up and says, Tony, do you happen to know of any attorneys who <laughs> might have some experience with nonprofit or uh, yada yada? And I said, well, Polly, I actually have some of that experience, and I've represented nonprofits in my practice. I've done um, community development in terms of a couple of water cooperatives, uh, nonprofits that I helped set up and spearhead so that they could get city water out to rural residents. And I, I told her, I said, Polly, I, you know, I have this experience. I'd be happy to help. Um, and I've been doing this pro bono since uh, I started. And part of, um, you know, what my experience brought was. You know, getting government uh, approval for different grants, loans, whatever it happens to be through different agencies, there's a certain plug-and-play sort of process to it. Get a nonprofit, get your 501c3, all of that infrastructural, uh, if that's a word, uh, infrastructure in place in terms of uh, uh, your legal uh, ability to apply and be that entity to apply for grants. And so... Uh, that's been my role throughout all of this is to try to help with those legal entanglements along the way. Are Do those continue, those legal entanglements and challenges, or have you kind of cleared the plate for a while and now let's move forward and try to procure the grants? Well, the biggest one, of course, was to uh, get the property transferred. And so now that we've accomplished that, the next step along the way is what to do about back taxes. And so we're working with county officials right now. Uh, to figure out the game plan for doing that. The county, uh, Chairman Van Meter, uh, Brian McFadden, have been um, extraordinarily helpful and supportive throughout this entire process, uh, getting the people together at the county level um, and coordinating with our their counterparts at the city to get this done. And so in terms of uh, back taxes, that's probably the next big thing to deal with. And then next, we just wait for our environmental uh, phase two report uh, that testing has been under the way for the last two to three weeks. Uh, and so that report should be coming out toward the end of summer so that we can actually use that as the basis for applying for uh, federal grants. Polly Poskin has told us the timeline she's hopeful for. I think you are all on the same page. Uh, is that realistic? I, I think it is. Uh, right now is probably the, the perfect storm in terms of federal funding with the infrastructure bill that came out last year. Uh, what we understand from our environmental engineers uh, doing the testing is that this is probably a time where there's a hundred times more funding than there would normally be in a given fiscal year for the federal government for these types of remediation programs, such as US EPA brownfield uh, grants uh, and whatnot. Uh, so we think that this is the prime time to get in on this. It was the perfect confluence of events. Polly Poskin, what about your background that spurred this interest in saving neighborhoods and rehabilitating neighborhoods and making houses and residences better? Where'd that come from? Oh, I just think this deep commitment to um, living and, and valuing a democracy. Um, I'm just, I'm a, I'm of a believer that everybody is valued. And it shouldn't matter where we live or what kind of income we have, that we as a government, and that's we the people, um, need to commit to the whole. And I think, you know, we're going to see development. We're going to see new. People gravitate to new. That said, the, the old is the tradition. The old is what is part of us as well as the new. 
And there has to be, there has to be sort of a stepped up commitment to maintaining the old and improving the old so that as a whole, um, we look like the city that we want to look like. And I, I just think that asking government and we, the people to do that. And for all of us to step up is what it takes because otherwise people will gravitate just to the new. And there's so much beauty, you know, East. I mean, look at the trees that live on the East side, you know, look at all the folks who have history roots, you know, on the east side of this town. And um, we, do, we, need to, we need to recapture that. We need to build that up. So there's pride in wherever you go in the city to where you want to live or where you want to rent or where you want to start a business or where you want to be a part of something that's called Springfield. We are all Springfield. Allow me to go off the reservation for a minute. We talked earlier. I'm, I announced this two weeks ago that there are some people, a local realtor is working with somebody in California, uh, who has purchased 70 properties here in Springfield, sight unseen, never been to Springfield, see them on the interstate, and has purchased over 70 pieces of property in Springfield. Is that a concern? It's a concern to me. Okay. Um, unless that person moves here <laughs> and or comes here and comes to the meetings and comes and sees you and gets on the show and says how I'm going to talk and make this better um, for the, the city of Springfield. But that puts us with what I call absentee landlords, and that gives us no access to these folks. So when it their property starts to have impact on us, and if that's more negative than positive, we really don't have a way to have conversation about what that's doing to our community. And I think we should all be concerned. It is the direction it's going. Mr. Schirmstrapper, you've got to be very pleased the Pillsbury Project is moving along and to get these two people uh, involved uh, I'm sure you'd like to say everything in your top 10 has a commitment. It probably does. But this group is special knowing the people that are involved. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Just hearing Polly talk about her vision of community is um, heartwarming to hear. And I, whatever she runs for, I'll vote for her whenever she's ready. Um, but but it's, uh, it really is one of these projects that's, that stands out because I think so many people are involved with it. Multiple units of government, city, state, county, both parties. You had uh, the state's attorney and attorney general working in tandem on this project to work through the legal entanglements on it. Uh, we kind of st- stand at the sideline here as the community foundation, though we were able to make a small grant, and I hope was a critical and pivotal time for the project to get the, some of the inertia broken through to get this moving as far as the transfer. That was the phase one environmental study we were able to make a grant to help pay for and now with the phase two, the, the city growth alliance or, or groups that want to help support this. To me, that is how communities should work. But I think we're all inspired by the three individuals who took the risk, the leap of faith to say, hey, we'll help. And that's a powerful thing. The more we can have of that on all these projects and beyond in the Springfield area, boy, we could really make a difference, Sam, uh, for a better community. Tony, you're on the county board. You're seeking re-election. Is that right? We're talking politics for a minute. That's correct. Are you in, uh, did they put two incumbents in the same ward? Or Uh, same district, I'm sorry? They did to begin with. Okay. Uh, My counterpart, Patty Hayes, she resigned uh, earlier this year. So now uh, there are not two incumbents. Uh, And I'm in a slightly new district uh, that goes a little further south and, and spreads east to west. Uh, currently I don't have, uh, an opponent who has filed against me, but if anybody wants to, they're more than welcome to, and we can talk about the ideas to move this, uh, community forward. Polly, have you ever run for political office? No, sir. I didn't think so. My brother Tom would always thought you would be uh, excellent at what you want to do. You have no interest. I don't. 
I like um, working, you know, with government, kind of from the community base. Yeah. Um, you know, we are all the government. I mean, that's what I think we're kind of losing a little bit of touch with in this country is that, you know, we talk about our government, we get negative about the government, we're the government, and we need to embrace that again. It's not that, a machine, it's people, isn't it? That's it's it is, not Sam. a machine, it's people. Thank that's you. Talk to, sometimes we don't grasp that. Uh, thanks for coming in, Polly. Tony, John Strimstripper, as always. We'll see you next month, my friend. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, folks. Thank Keep you, us abreast. Anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome, okay? Thanks Thank a lot. you, Thanks. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.